Hello, this is Pod Talk Colorcast, and what do you know about Worcestershire sauce? I imagine not much. I imagine you've been posing this whole time, and you will be brought in front of the Council of Elders and defamed. The Worcestershire Elders. Is it vinegar? Is it a plant-based sauce? This is a podcast where I ponder upon such things and ramble away. Man, I was criticizing the geese earlier this year because it seemed like there were a bunch of geese lingering north for a little bit too long. But I'm kind of in the same boat right now. Bree and I are trying to migrate south before it gets too cold, but... We keep ending up staying longer and longer. I'm starting to feel that sense of urgency. I'm like looking out the window and there's a bunch of leaves on the ground. A lot more leaves on the ground than there were a week ago. Week ago, week ago. And then I'm tweaking though. Really pretty fall this year though. A lot of the trees in Pennsylvania are like a brilliant red. I don't feel like that happens every year. If trees had feelings, do you think like a Californian redwood that got planted in Pennsylvania would be sad? Or do you think they would embrace the new opportunity? No, you're good, you're good. There's going to be... You know, as with many other episodes, there's going to be some little life noises in this one. I'm in a house with a bunch of people. I'm not going to have them pause their activities so that I can ramble into a microphone, you know? Think of it as fully, yep. Sorry, I know you're it's so good. Um, I'm not going to bring these clothes yet. Are we meeting her on her farm? No, we're meeting her at like a truck stop. A truck stop? insinuation that you're supposed to walk away with the dog today? Um, I put down a down payment on the dog. If I don't want the dog, I just let her have the down payment. If I want the dog, I'll just discuss. She's really nice, so I feel like if I can tell her, like, we'll come back Saturday to pick him up, I feel like that'll be fine. So we don't have to come home today with the dog unless you feel in the moment that's what we should do. Okay. But also, if we do decide to get him, I'm going to make a Walmart trip and get all his things prepared for the day that we do get them. Okay. Okay. I'll be back in one second. I don't know how well you could hear that, but Bree and I are going to look at a dog. I might be a dog owner in a few hours. Take a load off puppy dog. Take a load off puppy dog. Take a load off puppy dog. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. I've never owned a dog before. And uh, this is definitely a bit of an overwhelming time in my life to begin with. I've spent the last five days learning about cellular signals because we're going into this mobile lifestyle and having internet wherever we are is pretty important. Believe it or not, there's not too many options. I mean, there are options, but there's no like one easy cut and dry option for having a reliable internet signal everywhere you go. 
I've been really having to educate myself. Been pretty overwhelmed with that. And in the meantime, Bree's been looking for dogs. I told her along, I told her like back in spring that I would get her a dog for her birthday. We weren't allowed pets in our apartment, but we aren't in an apartment anymore. And she's wanted one for so long. So it kind of seems like now's the time. However, we are both looking for jobs. It is another mouth to feed, but I think it'll probably be better for us ultimately. Better for Bree, for sure. It'll be nice to have a little companion with us as we navigate transitioning into the mobile lifestyle. I just don't know anything about having a dog, so... I know that's like a whole nother learning curve. My life is full of learning curves right now. It's not the worst thing. It gets really overwhelming and then I sort it out because I have to. If I don't, then it's just not going to get sorted out. I think that's kind of just how life works, you know? Either you figure it out, or you don't. And if you don't, you're just stuck. So we have a lot to figure out. I haven't made music in a minute, like in a week, and I'm really starting to itch for it. I do think that's not ideal. The whole point of this transition is to give us the space to kind of get into a creative groove. And I've just been overwhelmed trying to learn six, eight hours a day researching. And I think it pays off. It's like a lot of this stuff is stuff where it's like you learn it, you know it. And I'm going to be equipped with it moving forward. And I'm, I'm happy to be equipped with it. I need to be equipped with it because it's really going to matter. And that's why I'm putting the time and energy into it. But I want to be able to hit my weekly, my weekly goals, you know. I'm trying to make a demo a week. Trying to make a video a week. Trying to make a podcast a week. That's a lot of stuff to do in a week. If it's all going to be the level of quality I want. But that's what it should be. If that's kind of the full-time job. And we kind of are in a unique position where if we apply ourselves well, we can give this a crack as a full-time job. So it's important to start trying to get my creative schedule implemented. Despite the fact that there's a lot of things to learn and there's a lot of just new overwhelming factors. I, I have to make sure I'm setting aside a proper time in each day to chip away at the money-making goals, you know? Which, speaking of, a nice, a nice little crop of opportunities popping up for my uh, songwriting. I've kind of decided to focus on songwriting a little bit more than my own personal creative endeavors. Not that I'm not thinking about my own creative endeavors it's just now that I'm out of my comfort bubble I'm realizing more and more you got to gravitate towards what's going to be financially viable whatever is useful you can't idealize how provision's going to come you gotta you gotta find it where it is you know and as I've kind of adjusted my mindset to that a few nice little streams of opportunity have opened up I guess that is more so the thing that I I need to make sure I'm setting aside time for it. I do want to also be hitting these weekly marks, but there are also actual gigs that I have to work on right now that I've kind of had to put on hold a little bit in order to just do the basic survival stuff. Another first for the day, apart from potentially getting a dog, is we're moving into our RV. We're going, we got a little plot at an RV park. It's nearby, it's still in the north. Still haven't actually physically begun to move 
south, but this feels like the right first step. Just getting somewhere close. We have family around, doing like a little test run, being in it, living in it, sleeping in it, getting a feel for what that means, what that looks like. Again, I've done a lot of studying. I feel like I've put the time into that. So I'm, I'm not really nervous about that at all. It actually feels good. I felt like it's taken a little too long to get to that point. It's been like two weeks from the time of purchasing it, I think. But, you know, I can confidently say we got it pretty well equipped. Apart from the little internet things that we need to get. It's kind of nice to finally be transitioning out of that period of just studying and buying and spending a bunch of money into like, okay, now we actually have everything. We can kind of get started. I'll come back to this. I think I'm gonna... I feel good right now, but it's just... And I'll come back to recording in a sec. It's kind of odd. My parents were right outside the door and it felt awkward to be doing the podcast despite the fact that I'm like recording this and I know it's literally going to be on the internet where anyone can look at it. That's a weird intellectual fallacy. You want to believe that you're confident in what you are and who you are and not afraid to be it in front of anybody but when push comes to shove I'd still pretty much rather be alone when I'm recording this thing. For some reason, once it's contained in an audio format outside of me, it feels a little bit safer to present, despite the fact that it's the same exact thing as me just saying it to you in person. Or if I'm talking to you in person, it feels just as safe to present. But talking to myself and other people listening in on it while I'm doing it, And it's not like a show or anything. It's not like a format where people came to do that. It's just like they're in the general area. There's something a little uncomfortable about it. I think it's probably that I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. And maybe it's less of like a confidence thing and more of a courtesy type thing. But on the other hand, some would say confidence is a lack of certain courtesies. Being brazen, being brash... Being your big old personality and not caring who it affects. In fact, even kind of reveling in whenever it affects some people negatively. Because it's like, well, you can take it or leave it. I mean, there's probably a balance, right? You would want most people to be able to be themselves, but have a basic respect and decency for the moment and the situation they're in. It's a really pretty day outside and I can't talk to you too much more. 
we're gonna be headed out. Headed out to get this, to look at this puppy dog. Puppy dog. You know? There are these people who research everything there is to know about mobile internet and put it online. It's this husband and wife. They travel around on a boat or an RV or a van. And they're always doing their videos from one of them. And in one of the videos, the husband was piloting the boat and they have a cat and the cat was sitting on the seat with him. And I was just thinking to myself, I think we pigeonhole animals sometimes. I think we pigeonhole cats a little bit. That cat seemed like it really enjoyed being out on the ocean with its fam. It was chilling. It was lounging. It was very normal to that cat. I don't know, maybe they got it as a kitten and it just grew up with that being normal. Or maybe they adopted it later in life and it just enjoyed that type of lifestyle, you know? The salt spray misting up into its face. Cloudy harbor vapors. Breeze that runs its fingers through my whiskers. I'm just out on a boat. I guess it's classic nature versus nurture, huh? Is it in cat's nature to really like hate water and hate being confined to that small of a space? Or is it really just the people that you share that space with, the situation that you've had, whether there's good food coming in, whether there's good scratches coming in? Kind of reminds me of uh, the Redwall books. I don't know if I've talked about Redwall on this podcast yet. There were books where there were a bunch of animals like anthropomorphic and they had like a whole like they had clans and they would fight and they would battle and just like this whole like each new book would be like a new generation and some of the younger characters in the previous book would now be like old elders and man those books were so good they they were basically like the vermin which were like the bad guys and then there were the other animals like the bunnies were normally pretty good the mice were good, the squirrels, the hedgehogs, the otters, the badgers were good. And then like the ferrets and the weasels were bad. The rats obviously were bad. I'm trying to think of some of the other bad rodents. Oh, there were like wolves, dire wolves. There were cats, there were like bobcats. I'm pretty sure the bobcats were bad. That That's kind of what got me thinking about it. I'm pretty sure there was one where there were like pirate cats that roamed the seas. And like the leader cat, I don't even know if it was a cat. It might not have been a cat. But there were definitely pirates and the leader had this sword. And one half of the sword was flat. And the other half of the sword was a like curve. Not a curve, it was more like a wave. Like... I don't know if that helps you visualize it. This, like, pirate crew, this pirate clan, the leader, whenever they needed to to decide if they were going to travel by land or sea, he would flip the sword up in the air, and whichever side landed would be the direction that they'd go. I don't know. It was something about how it landed, which side was, like, in a certain way that would determine whether they go by land or sea and you find out after a few times this is done the leader tells the protagonist that there's this little clip 
that gets handed down, like when the sword gets handed down from captain to captain, there's a little clip that you can put on it on either side that causes it to fall in the way that you want it to fall. So that's how leaders basically get the clan to do what they want. Whenever they have to be like, well, let's leave it up to the fates, really, they're just, they're controlling what they want it to be. Now that I think back on those books, though, they were like, they were made for kids, I'm pretty sure, like young adults, like boys, specifically, probably. But they got pretty graphic. They got pretty gruesome. I remember one of the vermin camps, it's like the way that you would become the leader was you had to kill the guy who currently was the leader. Pretty simple, pretty cut and dry. And I just clearly remember the one guy killing the leader while he's sleeping and he drives a spear through its throat. And it like gives that whole like graphic image of like, And the ferret tried to speak, but it couldn't because the blood was gurgling through his vocal cords. Like, super graphic description of this, like, rat killing this ferret. But then I'm pretty sure the rat immediately gets murked. Someone else, like, throws a throwing knife at him. There's this whole power vacuum, so then there's a power grab. And then, I think I'm pretty sure it's it's the same book. Then, like, that's how... The thing with the sword gets brought up because there's like a new tribe leader. The sword gets passed down. I could be mixing up books, but I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Man, a part of me wants to go back and read all those books now. Probably be a pretty easy read. Probably be very big words for my small brain. Alright, I gotta go. I gotta cut this. I could talk for much longer, but... Bree's coming to pick me up in a few minutes. She's going to be mad if I keep her waiting, which is fair because we do have an appointment and I could very easily make a slate for it if I keep talking. How I got to be ready in like 15 minutes. So I'm going to go. I hope you have a good week and uh, I hope you get, I hope you find your own little learning curve, you know, I hope you get into a situation where you have to figure something out. Because there there are perks to it. There are benefits to it. It makes you feel alive, even if it makes you feel frustrated. So yeah. See you next week. Bye-bye.